I can't believe it. Week 7 of the NFL kicks off tonight. It is Thursday, October 20th. We're going to go through every single game on the slate against the spread, give you a lock of the week, and so much more. My name is Davo. And my name is Sharpshooting Killian White. Yes, you said sharpshooting this time. Hey, before we get started here, we got to talk about FanDuel and the same game parlays. Hit one just on Monday night of last week. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook, yes, is these same game parlays, you combine props or different bets into one bet and score an even bigger payout. Perfect, by the way. Let's do the, the Chiefs game on Sunday coming up here at San Francisco. Absolutely love the Chiefs on the money line, Kelly. Are you cool with that? That's part of our parlay. Yep, yep. We're building one for the people right now. So let's do Chiefs on the money line. Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown after not getting in the box last week. Yep. Big fan. Cool. And Patrick Mahomes, let's go over on the passing yards. He went over last week after not doing it for a couple more weeks. The Niners are banged up there in the back end. Are you cool with that? Absolutely. Okay, so Chiefs money line, Kelsey anytime touchdown, and Patrick Mahomes over on the passing yards. That's our same game parlay for the week. Right, but same game parlays are just one of the ways we've been making money. I mean, this weekend, <clears throat> got some live bets in on Kansas when they were up to plus 17 and a half. Ended mm-hmm. up only losing by 10, so made some money there. And another one of the odds boosts and specials. I mean, uh, NBA season is starting and we've seen some great ones for nba some free money and uh made some money off zion over 20 points last night and you, there was another one on there too wasn't there with morant and what yeah, was the other yeah one? i made some money on that one too is john morant over six assists and then uh devin booker and luka Doncic each have over 25 points and that one hit uh in the third i think i think fandle likes giving us money there with these odds boosts so if you're a member you know what we're talking about if you're new to fandle sportsbook though sign up today with our promo code box b-o-x for a no sweat first bet up to one thousand Maybe you take the lock of the week that we give you later this week. Up to $1,000. If you bet 500 bucks and happen to lose that first bet, it's no sweat. You get 500 bucks back in free bets. Bet 20 bucks, get 20 bucks back. Up to 1000 bucks back with promo code BOX at sign up. Just be in the state of Kansas after you've downloaded the FanDuel Sportsbook app at sign up and enter the promo code BOX at sign up to get that no sweat first bet. And make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Kansas. First online real money Wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bets and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. It's Dave O and Killian White's KC Press Box, powered by FanDuel. The KC Press Box, where you get the sports headlines that you care about. Plus, learn to make cold, hard cash with the Sportsbook 101 that teaches you every aspect of sports investing. The lineup is ready. The players are set. And now, let's head to the KC Press Box with your hosts, Dave O and Killian White. And wow, we have a lot to talk about on our week seven of the NFL edition of the KC Press Box. Davo and Killian White hanging out with you. OPJ, I love that people think he was dining at the Cheesecake Factory last night. It was one of our buddies on Twitter there making up a whole bunch of stories and people took it and ran with it. You know, OBJ, I think, is definitely in play for the Chiefs. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Some uh, some moves they made to clear salary up, Killian, what that could possibly mean. We'll recap last week's Chiefs game, go against the spread every single game in the slate, start sits, NFL, college football threesome, and the lock of the week. Can you believe, bro, that we're already in the middle of bye weeks now? We're past the one-third mark of the season. Isn't that incredible? I know, a little bit sad, but yeah. It is crazy. sad. <laughs> yeah, as fans like us, definitely a little sad. But yeah, crazy to think that we're already a third of the way in. Um, 
Yeah, a lot of football left to play, though. I feel like every uh, NFL week is kind of like, you know, you always try to like slow life down and enjoy every moment with, like let's say, an elderly pet or human that's important to you in your life. You want to just enjoy every moment. I feel like we have to enjoy every week of the NFL because it's like fleeting. It goes so quickly, you know? So I, that's the one good thing, I guess, about people like you and I who don't like the wintertime is at least we have the NFL in the winter. At least we have something to keep us going through the getting dark at 4.45 p.m. and, you know, all that stuff, going to and from work in the dark right I oh mean, absolutely yeah and we were just talking about how uh yeah Davo was a big fan of the multi-screens doing the sunday ticket so he, oh yeah he's a big fan of uh maximizing those days as we've talked about he's making every moment more yeah making every moment more with FanDuel and my tvs exactly i'm watching seven games at once on uh, nfl sunday and actually watching them like my i it's like it's, it's interesting have you ever done that before by the way tried to like do seven at once because i know you got a couple tvs at home yeah we got two we'd usually just put on red zone and then pick a game uh okay we were the we've been at some sports books and like they they have more tvs but yeah like it's like um like it's funny because like at the beginning like each sunday at noon right because the nfl is obsessed with for some reason putting like 10 games in the right, 12 right. window and three in the 3 p.m window which is just dumb i've been bitching about that for years but it's like when it first starts i'm always overwhelmed like the first five minutes so about 1205 because i'm like oh my god because all the games are starting at once you're trying to remember who got the ball first you're kind of and then event no one's at commercial break and then eventually it gets better because you kind of start focusing on four or five of those games one or two of them don't matter for some reason because of your bets or right. some fantasy guy or something you know and then you start getting commercials you know one or two of them are always at commercials at all times so it gets easier as the slate starts but it's funny how overwhelming it is the first few minutes every sunday i always have to remind myself take a deep breath here man take a deep breath <laughs> it's gonna be okay all right so how's everything with you by the way yeah, things are good. Uh, another good week in fantasy. Betting was uh, a little bit up, fairly even, but yeah, a little bit up. So good week on that front. Uh, how are things on your end? Things are well. Yeah, things are going really well. It, what's funny was I, I always um, keep track, and I encourage people to do the same, is you're wagering responsibly. Um, most of our listeners are betting in the state of Kansas. We have some that listen in Iowa and other states. But uh, I encourage people to keep track of your of your you know weekly, what are you up for the season or for that week? Um, what's funny was this was the week where I bet typically if you look at everything I do between FanDuel DFS, um, between betting a few MLB games here and there, you know, college football on Saturdays, NFL, probably I wager about $4,000 a week, like everything combined. And I ended up this past week, not like $5 difference, not 20 bucks to the dollar even for the week. I literally had an even week. So it was, it was, that's pretty hard to do when you're wagering that, like not a dollar different, literally. And it was not by, it was not by intentional. It was just randomly, that's how I ended up. I, I probably couldn't do that again the rest of my life if I tried. Hey, that's, as I like to say, that's a lot of free fun, though. I'll take that. Yeah. For, you know and what? Yeah, I also bet uh, about $4,000 a week. So, yeah. That's, <laughs> no, you, no. You, you're, you're per game. Yeah, I know. You got the inside info, man. You're in with the mafia. You and Tim Donahue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so the, let's get to the Chiefs. 24-20, which hat tip to uh, Tony Romo for early in the game saying, yeah, oh, it's yeah, going to be a low-scoring game, probably like a 24-20 game, and it ends up 24-20. He's the GOAT. Um, how disappointed were you, I guess, first of all, before we dive into the game um, with this loss? You know, I, I did take – I know you had the Chiefs plus 2.5. I had the Bills minus 2.5. Neither of us loved the bet. Yeah. Both of us wanted the Chiefs to emerge victorious. How disappointed were you, though, with that game? Well, yeah, I didn't actually put any money on oh, the, you did? Okay, the spread, good. so that's good. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's a little disappointing, especially the way we ended up. We had that game-winning drive put together and to throw a pick. 
but you know, overall, I don't think we played awful. The defense looks pretty good, and I mean, we talked. We've been talking about this all week, of course. I uh, didn't wait for the podcast, but uh, to just let up 24 points to the Bills, I think, is an accomplishment. And uh, you know, there's there's some work that needs to be done on offense. Yeah, I mean, especially when you had some key cogs out on defense. Like, you know, probably both of them back, and Willie Gay, he will be back. He's reinstated, right. and then uh, Trent McDuffie, but. This game itself, you, you you hit on it right there. The offense is what lost this game for the Chiefs. I mean, mm-hmm. to give up 24 points, realistically, best case scenario, you're going to give up, on a perfect day, 17 to the Bills. And that's like if you play a perfect day. You're not going to – 17 is like their floor right. in 2022. It's just the way that reality works. So to give up 24 and you're at home – with some defensive starters out, you really needed to win that game because you're two behind now for the one seed. The one seed's probably gone at this point because Buffalo, if you look at their schedule, really only has probably three more losable games left on the schedule. The Chiefs have probably three or four losable games easily. Right. You know, so and then Chiefs will lose at least a couple more games, I would think. So really, that ship has sailed. I mean, you still got a good chance at the number two seed, which means you only have to play one road game. So that's okay. I mean, that's not optimal, but I mean, look what Cincinnati came in here. And won last year. The, the Titans had the one seed last year. Just nobody remembers, and they lost last year. But to me, the game was lost, yes, at the end. But there was – at the end of the first half is where the game was lost. The Chiefs had two different chances at the end of the first half to run the clock out and or score points. Couldn't do it. Allowed Buffalo to go down and score points. Now, I know the Chiefs got another long field goal just like the week before where they hit the long field goal, you know, when uh, uh, Matt Wright did it against the uh, the Raiders and, and Bucker breaks the, the Arrowhead Stadium record with that 62-yard shot. So I know they did get some points, but they let up points is the, is the point. And they had a chance to end the half with the ball, extend the lead without Buffalo getting it, getting the ball first out of half. Not only did they not score there, those two times before that, when you know they they scored the final you know play of the half on that kick, obviously, but the Chiefs had two chances before Buffalo scored to extend the game and score, didn't do it, and then go to the second half, first drive, they miss a field goal, they didn't score there. So I mean, the, the Chiefs had plenty of chances when they had a lead to really extend this thing. Same thing when they got the ball back north of the two minute warning, had a chance to up three, right, get three first downs, the game's over. Score points, the game's over. Get a touchdown there, the game's over. So the Chiefs' offense really did let let them down. They had multiple chances to extend leads and keep Buffalo from getting the ball back again, and they couldn't do it. And that's that's not to say Buffalo doesn't have a good defense because they do as well. Some of that's Buffalo, but um, the two picks were obviously huge for Mahomes, 25 for 40 for 338 and two, but also two, like I said, two interceptions. Um, we did finally see the Juju Smith-Schuster breakout I've been, I've been thinking was near the last three weeks. Got in that end zone. Five for 113 and one. Did you end up putting any money on the anytime? I did. Yeah, I did on that, so that was good. Nice. Uh, but, I mean, offensively, I hate that we have to keep talking about this every week. But we, I, I don't understand. Yeah, well, a couple of things. Number one, yeah, we'll get to running backs. But, well, actually, okay, so one thing we have not talked about yet that we should is that Sky Moore needs to be on the field more with the kind of routes he's running against man-to-man. Mm-hmm. Now, most def- you know there's only six defenses in the NFL that still run man as their primary set. It's a zone league now, but he's especially effective when teams are playing man. Sky Moore is. you got to see him out in the field more, first of all. Second of all, though, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a problem. I don't know how many more times we have to say this. Yeah, he had one great week against the Buccaneers, but so did everybody else that touched the ball. That was more of an offensive line and a lack of defense in that. I mean, last week you saw him get nine carries for 15. Meanwhile, McKinnon got nine for 54. 
Mm. So we, we we saw him drop another one hit him in the helmet in this game on a throw. He dropped a key fourth down reception against the Bucks, which was right before the strip sack there that that could have turned the game around a few weeks back in that game. Um, but nine carries for 15 last week. And then this week, nine for 33. Killian, that's 18 carries over his last two games for 48 yards. That's 2.6 yards a carry from this guy. He's missing holes. He he runs exactly where the play's supposed to go to. Let me ask you a question. When Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gets the ball in his hands, do you ever feel like he's taking it to the house? <clears throat> no, I think you hit on it earlier in the season. One of the biggest things is he just doesn't seem very explosive. No, he's not explosive. He doesn't have the vision. Like, I just, I don't understand what they're obsessed with. The guy is a, is a backup running back in the NFL. He's not a starting running back. I mean, right. the guy is, I mean, who is he? I don't know. I, I mean, he's, he's DJ Dallas or something. Like, I mean, the guy is, I'm sorry, he's not good. Like, the NFL, you should be getting 4.2 to 4.5 a carry, right? Two weeks in a row, 2.6. He had a game earlier this year, I think it was the Colts game, he had seven carries for zero yards. I mean, the guys had one game this year, but everybody else ran well in that game too, you know? Mm. So it's, it's they're brutal. When is this going to change? When are we going to see Pacheco get more run? Is it, is it, is this an after the bye week thing? They're going to do it. You know, this is, they got this game, then the bye week. Is it this week? Is it never going to happen? What's going? What's your prediction on this? I know you don't know, but what's your prediction? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've been saying we think that it's going to have to happen. He's going to get phased out, but we're not really seeing it yet. I mean, a little bit more McKinnon, but yeah, and I want to see Pacheco. I think that McKinnon's doing well, but that's who needs to see the field and see chances. Do we really think Ronald Jones could be worse than this? I don't. Do we even know where he's at? He do we might, know he's alive? He might have moved back to Tampa. Who knows? Is he in witness protection? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Has anybody seen him at the Cheesecake Factory? Yeah, just about to say. <laughs> That's the real question. Um, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm going to guess. To answer my own question. I'm going to guess this is the last week of Hilaire being the feature guy, and then they turn the page. Is my guess. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe he goes out. And has, maybe it's another good game. It'll probably keep happening. But it, I mean, we've got multiple years of data now several years of data on this guy it's, it's just not it's not happening right. right i mean i'm not saying he's not an nfl player but he can't be your feature back yeah absolutely you know i'm fine with him coming in here and there but this guy should not be getting the the, the lion's share of your carries the chiefs need a damn pass rush killian that's another thing now they cleared cap room they restructured travis kelsey that was actually before that game on saturday it didn't come out till monday mm. and you heard travis talking on the pod with his brother about you know i'm hoping that we're gonna do something i'm hoping it's obj right then you have shannon sharp talking today um that he has you know good intel that the chiefs are really high on obj's list and it could really happen um so my question to you, you got the false reports about the Cheesecake Factory and stuff, which is funny that people actually believe that. But my question to you is, because, like, really, are you, are you really going to bring a free agent and try to wow him at the Cheesecake Factory to Kansas City? Do people, <laughs> like, do people not realize <laughs> this is a joke? Yeah. I'm sure of all the places they're going to take OBJ, it's the Cheesecake Factory. May as well take him Maybe to that's Car- where he wanted to go. May as well take him to Carrabba's <laughs> yeah. while you're at it. Um, my question to you, though, what's the move they actually make? Because it seems like there's basically three legit most likely scenarios. They're probably not going to add um, a running back at this point, obviously, in the middle of the year, especially when they've got some guys like Pacheco and McKinnon that need right. more carries. That, that, that probably is not a need unless – and they don't have the, the capital and the space to get McCaffrey. That would be freaking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to get traded, by the way, I think. But So what's your opinion? Do they go out and – what's more likely? They make a trade for a receiver – a, a defensive or offensive lineman because we've we have had some troubles up front. And Lucas Niang still probably a month out from coming back. 
Or do you think it's something like free agency, like they sign? Because they have the draft capital, right? They've got all these picks. Do they make tra- do they make a, tr- a trade and use up most of that cap room, or do they try to sign OBJ? What's your prediction? Is it a trade or is it OBJ through the free agent market? Uh, I don't know. I'm just I don't know about OBJ. I don't I don't know if that happens. But um, I don't know if it's our most pressing need. Yeah, right. I mean, we have like we've talked about. There haven't been like a really a star receiver other than Travis, but we do have lots of receivers. They are talented. Uh, I mean, I guess OBJ would be an, an upgrade, but yeah, no, I think that maybe a pass rusher. I know that the Panthers are having a fire sale right now on everyone. Yeah. You know, it might be time to get one of those guys. There's a couple that are up for grabs. Maybe one of the Saints players. The Saints have a kid. Right. Uh, maybe, is there a possibility? That, I, I think I would actually put pass rusher, then offensive lineman. Yeah. I mean, to add one more lineman would not be a horrible idea, I feel like. And then, Maybe a receiver, but I I feel like I mean Mahomes was was having to rush and get hit a lot and and plays weren't able to develop down the field. I mean if he if he just had that half more second, there was several times in that game. So I don't know. I I, I kind of think OBJ is not going to happen. Yeah, I I, I kind of uh, think it's going to be a trade last year, but I don't know. They I mean because they have so much draft <clears throat> capital, I feel like there'd be a way that they could they could they could get more bang for the buck and maybe even make two moves through trade. You know, just by giving up the draft picks and and moving around some money, and maybe the teams can pick up some of the money of, of the contracts and allow the Chiefs to pull off two deals. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I mean, the trade deadline is the Chiefs only have one more game before the trade deadline, so their trade deadline is during the Chiefs' bye week, which comes after this week against the 49ers. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's talk about our three main Week Six takeaways, though. First, league wide, I'll let you start this week. I've started the last couple, so give me your your main takeaways as we look uh, league wide. During week six, that you took from this particular week, yeah, the first one hurts a little bit because it comes from our uh, our lock, which uh, mm. I mean, I will say, I didn't hit for the first time in a long time since but, week one. Yeah, since week one. But uh, I just Bill Belichick is still Bill Belichick. He's going to find a way to win games, uh, and I think that Bailey Zappi might be the guy. I mean, he kind of has a, a Tom Brady esque origin story in a way. However, reports today say that Mac Jones is back Monday and probably will start. So we'll see. Really? Okay, I heard that. They, they, there was some headline about him needing to be humbled or something. I yeah, know. who knows? knows? Bill yeah. will try to hide it till kickoff. You won't know. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Maybe, if you happen to have either of those guys <laughs> and, and a bye week, since there's a lot of bye weeks this week, if you happen to have either of those quarterbacks, don't start either because we don't know who's starting. Find somebody else because that's the Monday night game. You won't have a way to, to bail off of that. Yeah. But, I mean, Zappy has looked good. I saw that he has the highest uh, completion rate over 15 yards. Yeah. And then NFL, there's no doubt he's looked good. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll move on from that one. The next one is just the uh, from it was a Thursday game, right? Uh, Washington and Chicago yeah. are the two worst teams. Yeah, they're the two worst teams in the NFL. That was ugh, it was bad, and now Carson Wentz is out with that broken finger that he kept shaking like a, a leaf. I don't know. Like, it can't be good for it. I don't know. Taylor Heineke played okay last year, but I just they're not going to get better from that. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the bottoms right there. And then my third one is just that the Ravens have a big issue closing out games. I don't oh, know if God. it's the defense, if it's coaching it, what it is, but I mean, they've lost a bunch of heartbreakers this year, including one to New York last week. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the bills, that's, it's the bills, you know, you might be able to give them that one, but they lost a heartbreaker to uh, Miami week two or three. I mean, they just, they just have trouble closing out games right now. Yeah. I, and one of mine will, is kind of along with yours. I'll start with that one. And that's that. 
the Giants are good. We both said last week they'd cover the plus six. Remember I asked you three times why they were six-point underdogs in this game at home? Yeah, we didn't know. Yeah, and so and not only did they cover like we both predicted, they won outright. I right. mean, I thought Baltimore would probably sneak out a win, but I knew the Giants would cover that spread. They're good, man. They're five and one. It's going to be a playoff team. Yeah. And, and cre- if Daniel to, Jones stays healthy, they could they could win a game in the playoffs. Yeah, and pre- credit to uh, Brian Dabble too for coming in their first year. Yeah. And- Having that record, I mean, I've heard that he's pretty much a lock for uh, Coach of the Year at this point. Yeah. Well, don't forget about uh, Mr. Sirianni, though, with Philly. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. So the Vikings, uh, my other two takeaways, the Vikings, let's talk about them. You and I both had them winning the NFC North before the year. Right. And they will. Mm-hmm. They're two games up at 5-1. and one. However, they will lose in the first round of the playoffs. This is not a good football team, relatively speaking, when it comes to other good football teams. Kirk Cousins just it looks like he's getting close to toast. I mean, he he can't get the job done. He's awful against the blitz. He's He doesn't have a great offensive line, but he's just not good. Their defense, speaking of which, is of, of not very good, is not very good. Um, the last couple of games, I mean, for example, they, they beat the Dolphins by 14. You know, Skylar Thompson played about a, a third of the game, and it was Teddy. But, like, they got out-yarded against the Dolphins. They won this game by two scores. They got out-yarded 458 to 234. Ooh, I didn't see that. 458 to 234, but the Dolphins fell apart. They had like three personal foul penalties on one driver. They had a first and goal, didn't get any points. They had a strip sack once. Um, it's like, and then the receiver just dropped, uh, fumbled it at the very end of that game. Um, go back to the week before, the Bears had a chance to beat them. They were inside of Vikings territory with under two minutes left and, and had a fumble or a receiver fumbled. I think it was Mooney. I'm not sure who it was. But my point is the Vikings have been pretty lucky. Like they're five and one, and they will win that division because of how bad the Packers actually are. Right. Which, by the way, the Packers are supposedly about to get Chase Claypool. That's one of the hottest rumors right now. Oh, Packers. So I, I pick, heard that the, the Giants were interested in him too. Apparently, the Packers are all in. I would. Either way, you're right. Either, either way, way, good for George Pickens. Either way, I just picked him up in the league that you and I are in this morning. If you can go grab uh, in your league two, Killian, the other yeah. one you're in that I'm not in, I would pick up Claypool ASAP because he's going to go to a place where he's going to be the number one receiver and he's a good player. Like he's better than Alan Lazard. So right. I, I would I would probably pick up Claypool if he's available out there. My third and final one uh, takeaway from this week um, is Tampa Bay is is barely going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to make the playoffs. It's ridiculous. As, and the fact that they're favored by 11 this week is ridiculous. Spoiler alert, they're not going to cover that. We'll get to that yeah. game. But it's I love the hilarious Tom Brady story, which I thought was going to get more clout. That it didn't really get talked about after the game, but he skipped the walkthrough to go to Robert Kraft's wedding. Like Ed Sheeran was there and some other people, the old owner of the Patriots. So <laughs> Robert he, Kraft's wedding. I would love to see that. Yes. Is it like a girl my age probably or something? Yeah, she's uh, 41. Oh, and he's like, what, 80? Yeah, I don't know. So Brady decided to skip the walkthrough, traveled separately from the team, and met the team. And they looked awful. Yeah. I mean, you. I think it's hilarious. I think it's absolutely hilarious that this guy, he's not like... How many times this year has he just I mean, he skipped a week of, of training camp? He skipped a preseason game. He wasn't even there. Like, like why does this? I mean, why are they letting this fly? I mean, it's it's not ending well for them. I mean, and I'm not even sure they will make the playoffs. They're three and three, but the, without those two bailout plays against the uh, Falcons, they could easily be two and four on a life support right now. So this team is not very good. So that's those are my main takeaways. We've been talking about how their offensive line has been brutal. I even told you before the year I thought they were barely a playoff team. The offensive line is not good there. He can't make throws. He just folds like a card table. If you get anybody within three feet of him, he goes down. Mm-hmm. The defense isn't what it was. So, yeah. 
All right, bad beat of week five, Killian. I didn't really have a bad beat this week for the first time in several weeks. The closest one I would have had, I guess, was I put in a same-game parlay Sunday night. I had the Eagles money line. I had Jalen Hurts over 34.5 rushing yards, and I had Dallas Goddard over 29.5 receiving. And Hurts had gone over 35 yards every game but one. Goddard had gone over 29.5 every game but one. Neither of those two things happened because they just the, the game script, Dallas got so far behind that they didn't really, the Eagles didn't really play offense for two quarters and just mm-hmm. Handed the ball off, and they were gashing them with Miles Sanders and Gainwell and Boston Scott. So there wasn't a lot of Hurts running the ball in this game, and there wasn't a lot of throwing. I mean, even A.J. Brown, I think, only ended up with like 60 yards for the leading receiver in that game, and, and Goddard was like at like 22 yards for the game. So I missed on both of those two things. I wouldn't really call that a bad beat. I would just call it a – but that's the closest thing I had. I didn't have much unlucky this week. That was just kind of a bad game script. How about you? Yeah, I kind of just have the next best thing this week too. I mean, <clears throat> pretty good week overall, but uh, I bet – a little bit just on the uh, Oklahoma State money line, and they were up over TCU pretty big the whole game. Ended up blowing it at the end. But I remember that actually. That was, kind of, that was kind of upsetting, but you know, yeah, things happen. Well, that's good. I mean, neither, neither of us had a horrible bad beat there, so yeah, no heartbreakers. We least. probably will this week, though, the way the NFL works. So let's <laughs> get going here, man. Every single game on the uh, Week Seven slate starts us off here with a little Thursday night football. I think it's a little bit better of a game than we've had recently. At least we've got some more star power guys in this game. I mean, last week you had, yeah, you I know mean, what, Carson Wentz against Justin Fields. At least you got. The bar is on the floor, but yes, it is a better well, game. Well, DeAndre Hopkins is back <laughs> no, yeah. with just, Kyler, and you've got Kamara. No, I just mean after last week it is. But oh, yeah, but yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, so we've got uh, the Cardinals at home versus the Saints, two-and-a-half-point favorites uh, over under of 43-and-a-half. So first of all, the quarterback tonight is a game-time decision. We think it's going to be Andy Dalton. That seems to be what all indications are saying, although Jameis was not on the injury report randomly, so I don't know what's going on there at quarterback. I'm going to say Andy Dalton's probably the starter. We've got no Michael Thomas. Um and is Jarvis it, Landry out too? Yeah, Jarvis Landry is out, and so is Marshawn Lattimore, their top corner there on defense right. for the Saints. So, uh, the other side of the ball, the Cardinals, James Conner is a game time decision, likely going to play tonight. That will help. Uh, they did, of course, lose Hollywood Brown, but at least they do gain back um, DeAndre Hopkins. So, assuming that they have Conner out there tonight, um, you know, I, I would say that the Cardinals are slightly healthier than mm-hmm. the Saints. The Cardinals are also playing at home. On a short week, and, and I like the Cardinals tonight. Actually, I, I think the Cardinals are able to get this done tonight. They've this has been a team where you know Cliff Kingsbury will not be their coach next year. He may not even make it through the year. I could actually see him getting canned tonight. I think they might their bye week might be next week, so I could actually, if they lose tonight, see him possibly getting canned just because they're not scoring points. There's no improvements. I'm not really exactly sure why the guy is not being talked about more. Um, as being one of the first guys fired, but I don't think that will happen. I, I think the Cardinals, I think having Hopkins back is really going to help um, Kyler, a big physical receiver. They can they can make plays. I mean, you've got your Rondale Moores out there running in the slot, and A.J. Green is washed at this point. But, I mean, adding another Zach Ertz, sturdy receiver that can go up and get a ball um, and getting Connor back should help too. So um, give me the healthier Cardinals playing at home. I just don't like the weapons that the Saints have. Uh, the Saints defense has been an epic collapse, and, and I picked them to the Super Bowl before the year, and I've got to live with it now. It's not going to happen. I'd be surprised at this point if this team even makes the playoffs, to be completely honest with you. It's not looking great um, for the Saints right now. They would. This is kind of an elimination game tonight. They're both 2-4, and four, so whoever wins this game kind of stays alive. Whoever goes to 2-5 and five is basically toast. So I'll take the Cardinals tonight. It's not a game that I'm going to put much money on, but I do like the Cardinals. Yeah, I like the Cardinals, too. They're healthier, like you said. I mean, you've said most of it. DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. We'll see how big of a game he has. But, yeah, it's definitely a factor. Um, Also, uh, Pat McAfee, shout-out Pat, has a boost on uh, FanDuel tonight. Does he? What did I see it? It's, um, what is it, D-Hop, 
uh, one plus touchdowns and over 60 receiving yards boosted to plus 320. So if you want to ride with us and ride with Pat, take a look at that. I one. like the 320 on that. Yeah. Because that's not, I mean, that's not too, that's not that, that far of a And if stretch. he catches the touchdown, he, he probably got 60 yards. If he catches the touchdown, he'll probably get 60. I don't yeah. think he'll be in a pitch count because he wasn't out for anything physical. Right. Exactly. He's healthy as can be. Yeah. He's so I don't think be. it's a thing where they're going to say, oh, he's if only going to. anything, gonna... he's boosted by the PEDs. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, I guess he had to get off those. So we'll, Hopefully we'll he got a shot yesterday, right? Yeah. <laughs> for our boost. They probably aren't testing him this morning. He might as well. Yeah, probably. Okay. All right. Next Eat game. his Wheaties then today. <laughs> First of the noon slate. We've got the Cowboys at home uh, with Dak, I believe, right? Uh, yep. As, uh, On a pitch count, though, oh. they're going to limit his throwing in this game, which they, I'm sure they can because, A, the Lions right, can't saying, stop the run, and, B, they should win yeah, easily. I see this being a monster game for the running backs. Probably Zeke especially. I know he does better. When yeah. Dax Zeke's runs. a sneaky DFS play that nobody wants to play, by the way. Yeah. But, okay, so the Cowboys are uh, favored by seven at home versus the Lions over under 48 and a half. Yeah, I think you've got to like Dallas in this game. And we, we do think that Swift is back, correct? We do think the Lions— the, He's supposed to be, but, I mean— as good as he's looked, they haven't really suffered without him because Jamal Williams yeah. has kind of stepped up. But he does give them an extra that extra breaker in the passing game. Right. He's great in the pass, the short passing game. Um, I just don't think this is going to end well for the Lions. We saw what the Patriots defense did to them, which is not as good probably as the, well not as good. There's right. no probably they're not as good as the as the Cowboys defense. Um, you know, and the Cowboys are a little banged up, but everyone kind of is this time of year defensively. I don't, I don't see this, and this is in Dallas, so we know how Jared Goff is away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, conversely, the Lions just can absolutely not stop the run. I mean, they cannot stop the run. So this is a great spot for to bet Zeke anytime touchdown. It's a great spot to put him in your DFS lineups. Don't even mind a little Pollard in there yeah. uh, as well. They did say that Dak Prescott's going to be on a like a throw count. I think they probably don't want him throwing more than 20 times is my guess. So... I don't know that he goes nuts in this game, but I just think between I, I think the Cowboys are able to cover the seven. I think it's probably like a ten or thirteen point victory. I think there's a lot of just running, 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 and and you know. Yeah, give me the Cowboys. They got a good defense. I'm with you on that one. They're at home. Uh, yeah, I doubt that line moves either. Pretty even line side, side DFS wise. You could definitely play St. Brown. It's a good spot for him. They're going to be yeah. trailing the pass. Mm-hmm. The, the script should turn up pretty well. I mean, the, the Cowboys are really good, and you'll probably see digs on him some, but um, yeah. I like it. Okay. Next game, uh, we've got the Tennessee Titans at home, uh, two and a half point favorites versus the Colts, who I believe. The rematch. Should, yep. Should, they should have Jonathan Taylor back, but they had Jonathan Taylor last time, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And they've almost been playing better without him, <laughs> as good as yeah. he is. So I don't I don't know. Deion Jackson, would he have bad oh, month for week? Yeah. Is this, what did this game just happen like three weeks ago? Yeah, it was pretty recent. Or two weeks ago? It was like just happened. Yeah, some of these like divisional matchups happen really close So this together. game, say it again, where's the game at again? It's at Tennessee. That's what I thought, um, two and a half? Two and a half for yeah. Tennessee. It's yeah. a layup for Tennessee. I think so too. I, I think it's, I think it's. I mean, the, the Colts have like come on a little bit and won some games and I think that's why they're getting the line they are, but yeah, give me the Titans. And the Titans are one of, I'll give you a little hint, I won't tell you the other ones you're going to choose from, but we always have a, a streaming defense of the week later for fantasy and that's one of your options I'll be asking you later. The Titans D against Matt Ryan, who randomly somehow didn't turn it over oh, or I have know. a sack last yeah, week. Yeah, I had the Jacksonville <laughs> defense. I was like, what's happening? When's but the, going that's going to change this week. I, I, yeah. I think this Titans unit is, Titans is underrated. The too, aren't they? They're well coached. I love Mike Frabel. Yeah, the Titans unit's good on defense. I mean, okay, good might be a strength. They're, they're an average. They're fine. Hmm. They're playing at home. It's going to be the Derrick Henry show. I think Robert Woods even has a decent game here. And I just think the Titans defense is too good. It'll be a close game, but I think the Titans win this game by about a touchdown. Okay, next one. Uh, interesting line here. We've got the Jaguars favored by three at home versus the Giants. What is going on? Yeah, this game has been bugging me because I, I keep looking at it 
and I'm like, the Giants are five and one. The, Jags the Giants blew are good. The Colts last week. The Jags started off looking like they were really good at two and one, and they haven't won since. So right. it's like, but you know what, Killian? Give me Jacksonville in You're this game. Jacksonville? Give me Jacksonville in this game. And I know, I mean, Saquon Barkley, what leading the league, he's been the best running back mm-hmm. so far, and it's tough to bring down. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has turned into that middle of the road quarterback, you know, that he needs to be. He's probably, a t- well, I think he probably is a top 15, maybe top 12 quarterback in the NFL at this point. Um, he's proven a lot to me this year. A lot of them, is, a lot of their success is because of Daniel Jones, to make no mistake about that. I've been impressed with his play. Um, so maybe not from a fan. I'm not saying he's a high end fantasy player, but a real life solid quarterback. So, um, but. Jacksonville's defense, I think this is a get-right spot for them. They're better than they've shown the last couple of weeks, led by Josh Allen um, over there on defense. It's just, it's just it's a it's a physical unit. Um, I think they'll sell out to stop the run this week. I think they'll be able to do that. Saquon Barkley typically gets his his numbers on big plays. I think Jacksonville is able to slow those down this week. And this also feels like a get-right spot for Trevor Lawrence. Um, this week as well. I like Trevor Lawrence quite a bit. If you need a, a fill-in quarterback, a streaming quarterback this week with several teams on by, I don't mind playing Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence this week. Um, you know, Christian Kirk started off as a, as a gangbuster and has kind of slowed down, and they keep saying they want him to get targeted 10-plus times a week. It's not really happening. The numbers aren't there, but I think they start coming back. I love Christian Kirk this week in fantasy um, as well. So I think Jacksonville is a solid bet here playing at home. Uh, the, the line probably should be more like Jacksonville minus one and a half, mm-hmm. you know, or even the Giants and a or, uh, minus one or a pick. The three is maybe a smidge high. I think this, do you think this comes down to like two and a half or two, or do you think it just stays at three? Juice is even at 110 on both sides. So no indication there. I could, I don't know. I could see it coming down. I just, who do you like in this game? I like the Giants. I mean, they're coming off a big win. They've looked great this year. We were just talking about it. I don't know. It's kind of the obvious choice, but um, it kind of is. But it's still the Giants. Like we know they're good, true. but it's still psychologically, I think it's hard but to it's pull like, the, is, is on that, the road. Is that why they're three point? I yeah, mean, I know they're on the road, but it's exactly like, is why it is. Just still they're, they're they're the Giants. It's perception because it Vegas hasn't gone away yet. Remember, we always talk about it. Vegas wants even yeah. money on both sides, mm-hmm. and they're the Giants still. Just like why are the, there's no there's no world that the Bucks should be favored by eleven points this week. Like right. it's because Tom Brady. It's because the perception. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why. So yeah, that's why. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I I just think I just think this is how the NFL works. I think I think Jacksonville wins this game. So we're we'll agree we'll disagree on this one. But okay. I, yeah. I mean, I you know I don't think it's a lock. I'm, this is not my lock of the week, but I, I do like this game. Yeah, I like that Tennessee like game a lot though. By the way, if you're betting on the Giants, you almost want to just go money line. Agreed. But uh, yeah, it's at one thirty eight plus one thirty eight. Yeah, take uh, the value there. But yeah, next game we've got the Ravens at home. Uh, Against the Browns, they're favored by six and a half over under forty five and a half. Massive get right spot here for the Ravens. That's what I'm thinking. Too. Massive. Now, I don't love the six and a half. Um, I, I do like this game in a teaser. This is the kind of game. This is a great week for teasers, by the way, in the NFL. There's about five or six games I think are great for teasers. Those six point teasers. Um, which, by the way, tell people again how to find that because I've I had somebody else ask me this week, how do you do a teaser, Dave? I keep hearing you talking about. It. Explain how you do that in Fanduel. Yeah, so in FanDuel, you're just going to uh, do it like you're making a, a a spread parlay. So if you have the three teams that you're teasing, just put them in a parlay, picking the spread for those teams. And then when you go to the bet slip itself, there will be options at the bottom for uh, usually they'll say a round robin or teasers. And from teasers, you can go in there and adjust the amount of points you're teasing. Uh, it usually starts at like six, six and a half. But you yep. can, and we usually talk about six to seven point teasers here, but yep. um, you can tease it all the way up to like 14 or 21, just like, you know, yeah. and the odds obviously adjust accordingly. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great way to make some money. We've seen great value out of that this year. I hit another 
pretty big one last week. You did. You've been doing really well, though. I'm yeah, proud of you. Been good. That's when they call you sharpshooter, though, dude. <laughs> and when I say the, I mean your girlfriend, me, and your mom. Yeah, we'll um, take it. So back to this game, though. Yeah, I, I think I think this is a spot where Lamar goes nuts, by the way. I think this is a big Lamar game. I think it's a big Mark Andrews game. I'll admit it. I'll take the L on the Browns. I was wrong. I really thought this Browns defense getting back a couple of the players we talked about was going to be a lot better than it is. And Jacoby Brissett started the year, the first couple, three games, looking pretty good, and now he just looks awful out there. He's throwing picks left and right. I, I don't know that they – I think their receiving game is really weak. I don't know if Amari Cooper is really that good, to be honest with you. I think, like, him as a top receiver. At least in Dallas, he still had CD with him and Gallup, and he, and he had Zeke, of course, and Dak can get out. I mean, he just had a lot of better players around him. I, I don't. I think – I think Amari Cooper might kind of be like the Juju Smith-Schuster type guy. He's probably better than Juju, but it's kind of like one of those guys that's tough for him to be the man if he's right. your number one. Mm-hmm. Like we're seeing with Juju here in Kansas City where he, you know, well, in he Pittsburgh, he had, all, two spot, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh, he had AB at the start of his career and then added, they had Claypool around him and Deontay Johnson. It's kind of the same thing. Um, so I, I, I'm off the Browns. I was wrong. I'll take the L on that. I was wrong on Nick Chubb having a big week. I still do think Nick Chubb's the best running back in the NFL, by the way. I think he's taken that title over. Um, I think he gets his enough this week. He's always an every week start, but yeah, I, I, I think the Ravens, I don't see any way they don't win the game outright at least like the six and a half in question, but I see no way they don't get the money line here. You agree with me? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, big on teasers, as I just mentioned, big teaser fan, uh, the six and a half is a little bit big, but I think that, yeah, the Ravens have to get right here. I mean, it's a, it's, it's time they've had some rough losses. We just talked about they're at home. Uh, the Cleveland Browns defense hasn't looked as good since they've been Brissette healthy as, as we thought. I don't know that Brissette can take advantage of that horrible back end of the the Ravens back end of the, their secondary is awful. Yeah. I mean, you can throw on the Ravens, but I don't know that they're going to be able to take advantage of it in this game. So it could, I, one guy I really do like to start this week is David Njoku. I think he he's a really solid start. Oh, yeah. He's been a great tight end this year because they're going to be chasing way. points Definitely and they the best yep. value. Yep. Uh, okay, next game, another one that's interesting for a teaser. We've got uh, the Bengals, six-and-a-half-point favorites at home versus the Falcons, still undefeated against the spread, uh, just just a note, and uh, over under 47-and-a-half. Okay, so if I, I wonder if you're thinking different on the teaser than I am, because so, I want to tease the Falcons up. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. I, was, oh, okay. I thought you might be on the opposite side, but yeah, no, I mean, the Bengals make a little nervous. They could lose the game. The Falcons exactly. have been super unpredictable. Exactly. Look at the, tease look, the Falcons up to like 13-and-a-half. Exactly. Think about it, Killian. What's more likely to happen? The Falcons win the game outright, or they lose the game by 13 or more. Right, yeah, no, definitely that they went out right. They've been so unpredictable and strange this year. Yeah, no, I really like this. They laid the wood to 49ers last week. I really like the six-and-a-half-point teaser where you could even do that one along with the Ravens, get the Ravens down to the money line and get this up to plus 13. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons are, are sneaky. We've talked about them, too. We talked about them before the year. They won, what, five, six games? To, I can't. I need to look at it. I keep saying five or six. Let me just freaking look right now because I'm sick of saying that every week. I know they won, let's see, Atlanta... Uh, rewinding one more game, you could also get the Giants up to plus like ten or something. Yeah, you could be do that too. Interesting for a teaser. Atlanta Falcons, twenty twenty one. This is driving me crazy. Sorry that I'm delaying here on the show. I just want to see what their record was. My point being that they're a they're a pretty good team. Yeah, they're scrappy. They're Mariota's, they were seven. They won seven games last year. Better than I thought. One of these guys that like 
And nobody uh, knows it. You see some stats about Mariota, Oda, and it's like, man, he's awful. And then you see other ones, and it's like, oh, he's right there But if there you in watch him, he doesn't look he that. Doesn't look, he's tough to bring down. Yeah. He extends plays with his legs. I mean, I, I like Drake London. I mean, yeah. Kyle Pitts, I don't know if he's alive. I mean, he, I guess he got a touchdown last week. He had, what, three yeah. catches, and one of them was so got, like, you like 10 fantasy points. It would have been the exact same as every other week if that last catch hadn't been in the end yeah. zone. But yeah. but yeah, Drake London is, is really turned into a, a hell of a player out yeah. there. Patterson's not back yet, but getting closer. Yeah, I, I, I think this is a game where the Falcons can compete. I think the Falcons' defense is, is just good enough to create problems for this weak uh, Bengals offensive line. We did see Jamar Chase go off last week. I think Jamar Chase could have another big week. He could have a big week every week. He, you know, For my dollar, talent-wise, he's the best receiver in the NFL um, at this point. Hasn't been playing like it this year because his offensive line can't block anybody and Burrow's on his butt the whole game. But yeah, I, I, I think teaser-wise, I love the Falcons. If you're asking me to take a, a team on the spread, I'll also take the Falcons. I can't take the Bengals to win by a touchdown against a, a likely 500 team. I can't do it. They're just Their offensive line is just too slapdick. Yeah, no, yeah. On the normal spread, I'll take them too. But yeah, 11 minute teaser. I think, by the way, I, th- I think the Bengals probably win the game, but I, I just I can't yeah, take I, them to I cover that too. many points. <laughs> How are you going to fade the 6 0 against the spread, Falcons, too? I mean, it's going to happen eventually that they get beat by Here's the spread. Here's what you do you just take them on a teaser and don't worry about it, and, and then hope they lose by seven. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or 10. <laughs> right. Even if they yeah get beat by the spread, hopefully they don't get beat by a touchdown. Over yeah, it. I don't I don't see the Falcons losing this game by thirteen. I mean, it could happen, but the right. more the I agree, more, I'm with you. I think if they play this game five times, the Falcons keep it within thirteen four I mean, times. Have the Bengals blown anybody out? Uh, have they? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. We're going to the next one. Wait, have uh, they? Now you got me. I'm gonna have to check. <laughs> don't do this to me, Kalyan. I can tell you in three seconds. Uh, lost to Pittsburgh by three. Lost to Dallas by three. Beat the Jets by fifteen. Miami by twelve. So kind of. Yeah, that 15's a lot of blowout at the Jets. Yeah, I think that. Jets are a pretty good team, as we talked about. But yeah, okay. On to the next one. We've got the Commanders uh, without Carson Wentz. I think it's going to be Taylor Heineke. Uh, And then, sorry, they're at home playing the uh, Green Bay Packers as four-and-a-half-point dogs. Keeps going down. Opened up at five and a half. It keeps going down. The Packers have just been absolutely awful. Back-to-back losses to the New York teams, the Giants over in Europe, and then uh, the Jets, which we, you and I both called the Jets on the on the uh, the points last week. We got that one right. Um, not this week though. I, I think the Packers finally rebound here. I, I think the Packers are in a good. I think it's a, a get-right spot for them here. I don't even know. I think Heineke might be actually an upgrade over Carson Wentz, to be completely honest with you. But I just I just think that offensive line is one of the few that's worse than the Bengals would be the Commanders. Their offensive line up front is just awful. Um, I like Heineke because he, he uses his legs more than Carson Wentz does. Um, and the Packers defense, I, I didn't understand. I heard I heard another fantasy analyst last week after we did our, our pod. I remember you and I talking about how they're not what they what they've been. They're not very good. And I heard this guy like, "Yeah, this is one of the best defenses we've had in ten years." No, it's not. This Packers defense is not good. This is not a top fifty. This is probably like a number twenty defense in the NFL. But I think uh, DVOA wise, I, I think though in this game it's it's a get right spot for the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers goes in there and shreds this defense. I think they're finally going to pass it a little bit more. They're successful doing that. Really, the Commanders probably should have gotten blown out against the uh, Bears. The Bears got it in the green zone three times and didn't score a single yeah. point inside the ten. You saw Fields missing open guys, just not looking that way. Like it, I think the Packers go in and cover this actually. Yeah, I like the four and a half. Uh, it might even go to four because yeah. it's been going down. It might go back to five based on how the. Jesus I think you wait now. on this game if you're betting because mm-hmm. the chances that it hits four or five on the nose, like as far as who, who if they win by four or five, are not great. But you, the, the four is more valuable than the five. Too. Yeah, that's not a margin of victory very yeah. often. I feel like so wait on this one. This yeah. is when you wait till it hits four or you put it in Sunday morning. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I'm with you on the pick too. Uh, Taylor Heineke, not a big downgrade, especially if Carson Wentz's finger is broken. But uh, the Commanders are not either of the New York teams that just beat the Packers. I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is not going to lose three in a row. He's pissed off with his Peaky Blinders haircut, and he's going to come <laughs> in here and throw some touchdowns, hopefully, to Lazard. Yeah, yeah, we both have him. Yeah, we do. Although I've never start, I've, I haven't started him yet because I made the stupid ass decision of starting Curtis Samuel last week, who dropped a fifty yard touchdown. But anyway, that was yeah, that was fun. I think that might have cost me one of those weird boosts too. But <laughs> as you said, they've been hitting lately, so you know we'll, we'll take them the boosts have can. been hot lately. Yeah, especially basketball. I right? know yeah. we're not an NBA podcast, don't have a team, but yep. take those. Uh, next game, we talked about this one a little bit at the beginning of the show. Carolina Panthers is 10.5-point dogs at home versus Tom Brady and the Bucks. Give me the Panthers. Give me the Panthers. P.J. Walker season, baby. Um, Talent-wise, so they trade Robbie Anderson away. Who knows? Like Now, in a couple more weeks, the Panthers, you said earlier the worst team in the NFL was the Commanders or Bears. It could end up being the Panthers if they end up dealing DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, and a couple of those defensive linemen. Pretty soon, they might be the worst team in the NFL. Right now, though, it's still a team that should be better than their record is. They've got some talent. Mm -hmm. Um, Tampa Bay is just not right, man. They're 3-3, and probably should be 2-4. and Um, They're not protecting Brady. he, he he's missing throws. The arm strength's not there. We've seen this for a couple of years now. It's nothing new. The defense is not what it's been. They, it's because they miss Dominic and Sue, dude, my Nebraska boy, <laughs> since he's out of the league now and retired. But um, nah, I mean, I just I, I just don't see this, man. I I I don't even think it's out of the realm of outcomes that Carolina wins this game outright. I really don't. Like, what's the money line on Carolina on this? Plus three ninety. I mean, if you want to throw a little bit of money on Carolina money line. Knowing you, the likely outcome is probably one and four that they win this game outright. But this would be the big underdog win of the week in the NFL would be this game. I feel like, or or maybe the Falcons. The Falcons aren't as big of an underdog as you know as the Panthers are, though. But I don't hate taking. Do not take the. Do not put Tampa Bay on a teaser. Do not do it. Yeah. I th- I think Tampa Bay could easily lose this game one and four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with you on the Panthers, but I'm not touching it from a betting perspective. I, I'm I'm not betting on the Panthers. <laughs> what about teasing them up to 17? Uh, maybe. Yeah, pro- I don't know. I, I doubt they get blown out that bad, but they've looked awful. Tom Brady needs to get right spot. He's pissed at his. But he's line. needed a good right spot for weeks. Oh, he has. Yeah. He needed it against the Falcons and didn't get it. He That's needed it last true. week against. Uh, uh, who did they play last week again? The the Steelers. That yeah, the Steelers. That's right. The Steelers got him out right. Yeah. yeah. He needed it last week, and, and you know. He decided to go to Robert Kraft's wedding instead. I mean, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm always going to start. I'm, I'm a Godwin guy. They'll all start Godwin every week, and I'll always ride with him in fantasy. So that first touchdown for Godwin's going to happen this week. That's my guarantee of the week. Your guarantee of my the week. Not even a week. loss. There's a guarantee of it's a week. It's a guarantee now. Chris Godwin catches his first touchdown of the year this so, game. Okay, so to be clear, that's not Chris Godwin first touchdown. That's Chris Godwin anytime touchdown. It would be his first right, of the correct. year. Right, correct. Correct. Bet him anytime touchdown. I thought you were touchdown. guaranteeing his first touchdown for no, a second. No, 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 I was no, like, no. Let's do it. No, I mean, first touchdown <laughs> no, of the I year. I got you. It wouldn't shock me if he's, first, if he's the first touchdown touchdown in the game though honestly yeah, it's coming too. like t- are you, you arrived with me this week let's take it sure let's a- ride with anytime, it. what, do you, what do you think it'll end up being plus 190 it's probably right about it there maybe just a little bit lower but 180 but yeah like you said he hasn't scored so i don't know if that ups it uh, yeah you could anyway, combine that we'll get off this ugly game you could do that to the same game parlay game. actually that, that's, this could be a good game the same game parlay like maybe you take don't even take a team on the money line Mm-hmm. Or maybe here's what you do: you take a, an alternate spread of Car- of Carolina at like plus twenty 
Take yeah. him all the way up to 20 or 19 and a half, whatever it is. And then take Godwin anytime touchdown. And then take like Fournette over on uh, receiving yards or something. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, next game, another ugly one. We've got the Raiders at home, seven point favorites against the Houston Texans. Another just absolute gift on a teaser. Yeah. The Raiders are going to win this game. This is the, we, We've been talking for weeks about how this is the best last place team in the NFL that we've seen in recent memory. Coming off a bye, the Raiders are they're healthier. Uh, this offense is not is not bad. This is you know they can run the football. We saw what Josh yeah. Jacobs did last time, 170 yards. I think it was against the Chiefs. He's been running well the whole the week season. Before that, he had an even better week. Whole season, you got Hunter Renfro back, fully healthy now. Matt Collins has become part of this offense. Is Darren Waller, Waller good? Yeah, he's kind of been phased out. I don't know what's going on. Maybe this is just this last year as a as a quote unquote marquee tight end. Maybe he just goes back to being. You know, maybe he's Irv Smith next year, where he's yeah. just a waiver wire type guy. I don't know what happens with him going forward, but yeah, he's still here, of course. And of course, they have Devonte. I like their offense a lot in this matchup. I think they're going to be able to torch the the Texans on the ground. It's a big Josh Jacobs week. Make sure you're starting him, possibly playing him in DFS. Um, conversely, I think the Raiders defense can get to Davis Mills enough. I think, to be honest, I don't hate the Raiders. I would take the Raiders minus seven. I feel a lot better on a teaser though. I tell you, this is one of those weeks where it's a teaser week. I'm going to have. My lock of the week is coming up later. There's a, there's two or three games. Like the Titans is one of them where I'll definitely take them on the points just as a straight uh-huh. bet. But I think this is going to be a week where there's three or four different teasers. And and be cognizant. Don't put the same team in more than two teasers because if one of them happens to screw you, then all your tickets are lost. So be careful and cognizant of that. But don't be afraid to do teasers. Teasers are a lot safer than parlays, You know, at least point-wise parlays. Uh, straights. But, yeah, I think, I think this is an ultimate get-right spot. I think the Raiders going a little bit of a run now out of, out of the uh, out of the uh, the bye, and they just barely missed the playoffs. So this team wins eight nine games. Yeah, I'll take a minus seven. Love the teaser. We've been on the same page with a lot of those, but yeah, it's a great week for teasers. And, it really is. And yeah, I mean, the last couple haven't been, by the way. And like, I mean, a teaser is technically a parlay. It's like an well, yeah. alternate spread parlay. But um, and yeah. feel free to. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, uh, don't. Be afraid of a little bit of negative money on stuff like that, even though it is a parlay. I mean, it's the three safe bets. You're you're hoping that you know one of them doesn't screw you, basically. But you know, I I know a lot of people that they're like, man, I only want to bet on stuff that's like plus three hundred, plus four hundred, whatever. Like, you're not going to win. That you're way. not going to win very often. You're not going to build your yeah, bankroll that way. Right, right. You're yeah. You're you're gonna like actually play the numbers well and like win high percentage when you do these it's okay to throw in a couple you know one a week of a maybe an upset special like a carolina for a little bit of money and then do a do a do a same game parlay on one or two things but then outside of that be be building your bankroll like shoot for the moon on those and you'll hit some of those sometimes but build that bankroll and another thing i was going to say killian sorry to interrupt you earlier was just that in addition to doing teasers, you can also, you and I have been doing a lot of alternate spread parlays, which are mm. essentially a teaser. It's all kind of the same thing. But like, for example, if like some of these are like, what was the one earlier that we had? The the six and a half point spread. That was the Cow. No, Cowboys were seven. Wait, there was a game earlier that was six and a half. And if you took it down on a, a six and a half point spread or a six, it became a half point. Yeah, like the, the Ravens by six and a yeah, half. Yeah, feel free to, to, to get better odds if you don't like the minus 120 or 130, whatever it ends up being on the teaser. Then build it that way. Okay. Then clear your bet slip. You know, it's like minus 125 or whatever it is. Clear your bet slip and say, okay, I'll take the Ravens minus two. Like start adding points. Like instead of getting them all the way down to a pick, put them at minus two. Take another team. Like you could almost be create in your own mind like a like a, a like a parlay that has like one team as a seven point teaser, one team and it's a five point teaser. Like you don't you may not need the six and a half or seven points is my point across all of them on, yeah. on all of the bets. One right. or two of them might be then like plus one where you can actually just take it to minus two and get your juice to plus one hundred. So don't be afraid. 
try it as a teaser and then try building it in the ways, you know, on, on the key numbers of, of where games end up at usually. Yeah, 100% with you there. That was like a, a mini sports book 101, I guess. It kind of was, but it's something It's something that I, I noticed you've oh, been doing that too, yeah. is, and it works. Yeah. You uh, don't always need the full six and a half. So sometimes if you've got three teams that are seven or eight points, you probably just want to do a six team, a six yeah, point, well, the make teaser, them all pick the, it. The teaser, I mean, in hindsight, it's always twenty twenty. but the teaser that I hit last week, uh, two of the underdogs on that teaser won outright. So if I had done those both on the money line and then teased the last one, I would have won way more money. Exactly. Uh, obviously, like I said, or, yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty, but... But yeah, no. Sometimes you don't need the teaser on all of them, so you can just build it yourself. Get a little build bit. Build yourself. Yeah, yeah. Take take the full seven or six points and two of them, and then take one of them for two points or four points or whatever. To increase your odds. Okay. Next game is one that I think uh, we'll, we'll agree on. The wrong team's probably favored. Uh, we've got the Jets plus one and a half going to the Broncos next week. That's well, we're in the three o'clock slate by now. Three o'clock slate now. Yeah. So probably going to be Brett Rippon, who started one NFL game last year against. You know? Did you quit? I don't know. The Jets. The, the, oh. And he won. Uh-huh. And he won. Well, this was not this is not last year's Jets. But. Brett Rippon probably gonna start. He's been taking the snaps with the first team. That's not to say he is starting. It could ease I should okay, let me rephrase. I shouldn't say he's probably starting. There's a possibility he's starting in this game with Russ's phantom injury. I would say if he starts, is it because Russ is hurt? I'm doing air quotes, or because He's just not playing well. Neither. It's C. His subway commercial was awful. That was bad. Ugh. No. Yeah, it's because he's quote unquote air quotes hurt, which apparently means that since if you're hurt, you can't see the field and miss wide open receivers. That's one of the that's one mm-hmm. of the symptoms, dude. Yeah, when you, that, when you're that hurt. shoulder. Your really, eyes quit really working. Really my vision too. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I, I hate to do this, Killian. Give me the Broncos. I'm a glutton for punishment. I was I was on the Jets the last couple of weeks. They, I told they've you won a lot of games where they looked awful. So I mean, I could see it. I, <sighs> this is really painful. I, I just betting on Nathaniel Hackett and either Russell Wilson or um, Brett Rippon is not something. And maybe I, Latavius I, Murray. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so guess I guess Melvin's Gordon, back in good graces yeah. now. God, this is painful. I I don't want to. This this is the game, the whole slate that gives me the most pain. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not. I'll tell you what. I'm not betting this damn game. Give me the freaking Broncos, but I don't want to take them. Yeah, I'll take the Jets. I'm on the New York teams this week, but if hey. Russ is ruled out, what does the spread become? The Jets minus one. Yeah, probably. The Jets become a favorite in Denver. But that, the fact that even like. They're they're getting credit for Russ being the quarterback, and that would go backwards is kind of <laughs> comical. But I mean, yeah, if you the fact the, that Russ is the quarterback at home against the Jets and is a one and a half point favorite is right, pretty comical. And, yeah, and that if he left, it'd actually get lower. But yeah, uh, yeah, Jets are one ten on the money line. If I you mean, like you could Jets, argue Rippin might be better at this point than Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> Wilson's not seeing the field. He's missing throws. I mean, are we even sure he's good anymore? The answer is no. We're not sure. Yeah, I guess we're not. Yeah. I would bet that he probably he, isn't good anymore. Well, I mean, I, I don't think you ended up getting to watch the Broncos game on was it? I missed the Monday? game this Monday. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, he had a great first uh, drive or first ten little, throws. Little, I saw. Yeah, ten throws, ten completions, and a touchdown. And then after that. Nothing. I he mean, was like 36% QBR. Ne- yeah, negative uh, eight passing yards in the second half, which is insane. How do you even do that? Like two screens that went back? Yeah, but how do you know. not get one positive? Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't even see how that's possible. Yeah, I mean, you get one 15 any, yard reception. Any receiving props in that game were dead, but, uh, you know, happens. Uh, how about the Justin Herbert in that one, too? Oh, yeah, would he need over 200 and he didn't quite yeah, have it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Jets, taking the Broncos, New York guy over here. We'll see how it goes. Uh, next game, we've got the Chargers at home 
five and a half point favorites against the Seahawks. Yeah. Another get right spot for the Chargers, not that they haven't been winning. I mean, they're fine, and they could be the third best team in the AFC, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, with the way things are looking, with Baltimore tanking and Cincinnati tanking, and, you know, the Chiefs and the Bills are kind of at the top. Tennessee's been kind of disappointing. I mean, the Colts have been disappointing. <laughs> the Dolphins have kind of come back down to earth. They could be, probably, I probably are the third best team in the AFC. I'll take them here. I'll, I'll take I'll take it. Uh, anything below six, I'll take the Chargers. This is not a slam dunk. It makes me nervous just because I'll admit it. Like I, I've been mocking Geno Smith as an MVP candidate. The guy's not an MVP candidate. I'm sorry. But the guy's been way better than you or I expected him to be. Or anybody. Nobody expected Geno Smith to look like this. Like, why has he been a backup all these years and not playing? Like, did he just randomly wake up this year and do different training and all of a sudden he's good? Because he's good. Um you know, I, I think this is a really good sneaky spot here for uh, for Walker, the running back who had a nice week last yeah. week. Um, now that uh, now that my boy Rashad Penny is out for the year, there, um, the Seahawks another team that have like five tight ends randomly, like so yes, <laughs> other teams. That what, have. what is it with? I feel like all the star, I mean, especially running backs we've seen, they're all from Alabama or the SEC. Yeah, these big Power Five schools, the best tight ends come from like some FCS corn yeah. fed school, and there's some. Well, the Titans and Seahawks have yeah. them all. They have five right. white guys that look the same that oh, yeah. like are not good. They're all the same player. Somehow the Titans and the Seahawks have the have the market covered on these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, you good luck with the Titans. You if you watch them and you're like, oh, they, you never know which tight end it's going to. They all look the same. There's four, literally four of them that yeah. play. But back on track on this game. Um, Lockett and Metcalf did nothing last week. Didn't matter. Um, but I, you know, I, I think they eat this week, man. I think I think this is a high scoring game. I actually like the over in this game too. I haven't talked about too many yeah, over. I don't even know if I said it for this one, but it's it's pretty high. It's fifty and a half. But, I like it. But yeah, I, I like the over. I'll I think both. It. I think this is kind of a shootout type of game. I think both quarterbacks put up numbers in this game, and I really like the Seahawks whiteouts. I like the Seahawks offense for fantasy, but at the end of the day, I'll still take the Chargers in a shootout. Yeah, I don't know five, five and a half. I don't know if I'll bet at least on the spread as it is, but um, yeah, give you me can the, tease it. Give, yeah, good, but uh, yeah, give me the Chargers. Don't forget, uh, you can tease over unders too. Oh, I don't even know if I knew that. Yeah, come on, sharpshooter, step up your game. Well, I don't my, do my it often. My shooting just got sharpened a little bit more. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I don't do it often, but. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, if I were to tease, I'd, I mean, I'd tease the Seahawks, maybe. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, give me the Chargers. I think. Yeah, the, I would they, tease the Seahawks. They've got to get uh, Mike Williams more involved this week. I think that that's like one of the major criticisms of last week is they threw him three balls, he caught one. And Keenan Allen, there's a bye week after this week, probably going to miss it again. So he's missing this week. He'll be back after. But don't the bye, forget probably. Brian Robinson. Yeah, right. no, that's my favorite. Don't forget Brian Robinson got shot twice. Yeah, I was on like critical condition, and he's played like three games now. And Keenan Allen's got a little hamstring tweak, and he can't seem to get out in the field. <laughs> oh God. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Next we've got—is it the last last, three last game? Yeah, of the last three o'clock game, uh, and that's the Chiefs. We've been talking about this one all week, of course, not just because it's the Chiefs, uh, but they are favored by two and a half at San Francisco. It started at three; looks like it might move back to three, but it's currently two and a half. Yeah, it's going to probably end at three. I got a lot of money on this at three, and I was a bit frustrated <laughs> yesterday when it went down to two and a half. I put some more on it last night, by the way, on two and a half. I'm I'm in big in this game. It's a great spot for the Chiefs. The Niners, who's going to be healthy? I mean, the defense is banged up. That entire defense is just banged up. It's a, Speaking of get-right spots, not that Mahomes needs to totally get right. He put up 300-some yards last right. week and a couple touchdowns, but I think he comes out and smokes it through the year this week. I think the Chiefs are able to score 
a lot of points in this game. This is some, I read somebody talking about, oh, it's the Colts game part two. No, why? No, it's not. They're going to come out off of a loss. They've got a bye week. They know they need a win here. And, uh, yeah, they're banged up. The 49ers are on the secondary. Offensively, Jimmy Garoppolo is not the type of quarterback I worry about giving the Chiefs defense problems. He right. doesn't run. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll move around a little bit in the pocket. He's not Tom Brady. He's He has legs, but he's not going to run much. He's not some dual threat guy. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Lamar Jackson. Those are the kind of guys, you know, and I'm not even saying just those two, but like a Geno Smith type or, a, you know, the guys that run, Marcus Mariota. Right. Those are the kind of guys that give the Chiefs defense trouble. It will be better, though, now that they get their fastest linebacker, Willie Gay, back in this game, too. Absolutely. Um, but I think the Chiefs defense is, in a, is it also in a spot. They've only, you know, they've only created one turnover the whole season. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on tape here. The Chiefs get two turnovers this week. Um, I think they cruise in this game. I, I think they're able to win this game fairly easily. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. We I texted you earlier this week, maybe even last week on Monday or Sunday. He texted me on Sunday uh, yeah, for so, the early spread. So, yeah. And you said uh, Chiefs uh, minus three lock, and I said probably, maybe not, though, because I had to think about it, but you were right. right. But, yeah, no, I mean, we're into it. I don't really understand where this line's coming from. I mean, I know the 49ers defense is good, but they're super banged up. I know they're at home, but nah, who cares? Uh, the I mean, the Chiefs, we lost by four to, I mean, who everybody says is the best, best team, team in football. Yeah. yeah. I mean. And, and that's without Willie Gay and McDuffie. Right. And that's, I mean, we had the ball last week through a pick to end the game. We, who knows what would happen there. But, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, give me the Chiefs minus two and a half. I like this one a lot. I, You know, sometimes, I mean, we always talk about bet with your head, not your heart. But sometimes your home team uh has a great spread and you take it. By the way, speaking of another thing in that Chiefs game we didn't talk about, that I haven't heard anybody talk about, it was, it was how big that illegal man downfield penalty on Creed Humphrey was that took away the Valdez Scantling touchdown and the Chiefs ended up throwing a pick yeah, on that I had drive. Yeah, on a Valdez Scantling touchdown. Yeah, you, too. of course you did. Of course I did. That was my bad. Oh, beat. that's there your we bad, go. Beat. We'll, we'll rewind. <laughs> bad beat. Bad beat. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Sunday night football time. Okay, yeah. So, Sunday night football. We've got the Steelers and the Dolphins. Dolphins at home minus seven, over under forty four and a half. I can't take the Dolphins minus seven in this game. Give me Pittsburgh. They they can score points now. This is not the Mitch Trubisky Pittsburgh. You see, he lost his captain status for doing things that weren't becoming of a captain. They didn't say what it was, but yeah. I wonder if he like bitched about losing his starting. Role I'm sure. Or, I'm sure. But is, is, can he pick it back? Has is he it watched the week? games? Who's who's the quarterback this week? Do we know? He should be back, right? Pickett's back. Living in practice, right? Cleared. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think he's back at practice. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Especially if it's the Steelers, even though Trubisky didn't have to finish that game last week. Okay. Uh, Let me rephrase. I'm assuming Pickett's going to play when I say they're going to easily cover this game. If he does not play, I I can change my mind on this game. But assuming Pickett's clear to play, which it looks like he will be, I really like the Steelers in this game. Um, It's a return of Tua, it looks like, right? Mm -hmm. We're thinking. Which I think is why they have the line they do, but... Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh's defense sucks, but I mean they got to have some confidence, and you got to give them credit. They shut down the the Bucks. I think more. I think uh, probably more of that was the Bucks, honestly. Yeah. And Brady deciding he didn't need to be at the walkthrough. And I mean, how divided or what's that locker room like in Tampa? I'd like to know. With Brady pulling this crap over and over, and becoming a distraction, and not being fully in. Yeah, and they're, we're, and they're we're not here, that great anyways. We're hearing the same. I mean, there's similar things at least about uh, Russ too, where like you saw the Marshawn thing where he claimed yeah. that you have to reach out to him through his agent. His, Teammates don't even have his phone number and everything. Yeah. Like, uh, we're seeing a problem with these quarterbacks. Like thinking, like they're they're celebrities. They're not players. And it's like, yeah. He's you just wonder how that locker does he run the locker room now? I mean, now Gronk's gone too. That's so like Gronk point. was probably kind of helped carry the locker room and stay pro Brady. But you, you yeah, he's like the connection between yeah. Brady and the guys. Yeah. And now it's like there's no New England really connection there except for Brady. They're not winning. They've got a lot of injuries. Brady doesn't seem to be all in there. Like I just wonder if that's a toxic environment right now. So. It, that's a different story for a different day. But my point being, getting back to this game, 
Uh, yeah, I, I, the Steelers' defense sucks. It should be a massive spot for Tyreek Kill and Jalen Waddle if you've got those guys. But on the other side, I like this game shoots up. What's the over-under again? Uh, 44 and a half. Oh, long. that's a freaking <laughs> lock. Go over. Frick, tease that, te- that down to 38 and a half. It's a really a lock. But that's a lock. 44 and a half. That's not my lock of the week, but I, I thought it was like 48. 40, are you sure it's 44 and a half? 44 and a half. Oh, my God. On the FanDuel Sports. Okay, that's also assuming Pickett plays. Right. Okay. If Trubisky plays, I'm not. I'm out on okay, the so on the lock, and I'm out of the, on the on the Steelers. But if, assuming he plays, give me plus seven Steelers. Give me over. Yep. Caveat on the pick, but yeah, I'll take the Steelers too. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I feel like they they eh, If I have to pick a winner, I'm gonna say Steelers. The Dolphins probably win, but yeah, give me Steelers on the points. Yeah. Okay. Last game of Sunday. Uh, we've got the. You Chicago- mean Monday? No. We got. Wait. Is that Sunday night? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, reading it wrong. Uh, so yeah, Monday game. Uh, the Bears are on prime time. Oh again. great, I can't wait. Yeah, the Bears are going to New. We get England. to see Justin Fields act like he's paralyzed every play, and then get up and be fine. Oh, I know he lays down so long. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're making everybody nervous. I can't man. wait. Uh, but yeah, so the Bears seven and a half point dogs going into New England. Uh, Mac oh, Jones probably back by the way. Right, over under very low at thirty nine and a half. No surprise really. Good New England Patriots defense, a bad I mean, Bears give offense. Give me the freaking Patriots on this game. The Bears are so bad. They probably it's are the worst. Before the year, I said they were the worst yeah. team in the NFL. I'm going to stick with that. I I think New England's defense will have an answer for Justin Fields. I mean, he's always a dangerous player. And But until the Bears coaching puts him in the best spots and changes their offense, they need to change the offense for the player and not vice versa. Like, you know, like that's what the great ones do. It's what Belichick does. Right. But uh, Belichick's going to find a way to keep him in the pocket. Not, even though the Bears already do that. The coaching already gives an assist to Belichick because <laughs> they're so under-coached and not well-coached. I think the Patriots probably lay it on them here. Yeah, give me give me the Patriots here. Yeah, I'd like it more at seven, but I'll take it at seven and a half the way they, I bet it comes they down. dog-walked the Browns last week. I bet that comes down to seven. Uh, the seven and a half is at minus 114. Looks like it might move up even. Hmm. We'll so, see. It's not until Monday. Yeah, that's true. But you could be right because if Mac Jones is officially named as the starter, people are going to make it. It could hit eight. You're right. right. Make it the last part of your teaser. Get him on a pick. Uh, yeah, maybe. There's enough. There's enough at five other games I like more, but maybe. Yeah. Well, if you're doing good, that could be Monday. a same game we'll parlay see. type thing on Monday where you take the Patriots at like minus six or five or four, take them down, and then take a couple player props, like you know yard props that are pretty pretty layups. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's the end of the games for this week. Wow. It's, it should be a fun slate, though. I mean, thoughts on this slate? You agree? It's There's a couple really good straight spots, and then there's a number of teaser. It's, it's a teaser week, right? Yeah. I, yeah. The way the lines work, there's a lot of big ones, like six plus. And so, yeah, perfect for teasers. And we'll definitely be constructing some of those. And remember, we don't encourage teasing much in college. This is an NFL thing. Um, the value of six points or seven points in the NFL is mammoth. Because right. most mean, of these games. The, the lines are smaller. I mean, you'll see yeah. t- 20, 30 point lines in. Well, the blowout on like, the NFL. How much does that really do? Well, our biggest one's what, 11, 10 and a half this week, yeah, right? The yeah, Panthers? 10 and a half, yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. A, a blowout, you maybe get one blowout a week in the NFL, like mm-hmm. a 20 point type game. So, but the majority of games in the NFL are going to be decided under 10 points. So, really, seven points is a pretty big spread yeah. in the NFL, which is why you hear us a lot say, we like this team to win, but not cover. Right. You know, like, like that's, yeah. So, all right, fantasy football start or sit. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Assuming he plays, okay. Russ Wilson against the Jets. Dangerous. Trevor Lawrence against the Giants. Give me Trevor Lawrence. Agree. 
Dak Prescott, probably on a slight pitch count, right, against the Lions, okay, in his first game back, or another guy in his first game back, Tua, against Pittsburgh. I'll take Tua. Me too. Brian Robinson, who they insist on making the RB one, even though McGib- uh, Gibson Alls looks better. Um, Brian Robinson, though, against the Packers. Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon. Supposedly the starter, and Nathaniel Hackett is recommitted against the Jets. Robinson against Green Bay, Gordon against the Jets. Uh, I guess Gordon just because I think Robinson's not really catching any passes. And yeah. supposedly, based on the tweets and stuff that I've sent you, Nathaniel Hackett isn't mad at him anymore, so he's going to play. Oh, my God. Here's a, here's a DFS one. Okay. In the same game, Derrick Henry against the Colts. Okay. Jonathan Taylor against the Titans. Hmm. I'll take Derrick Henry. Me He's too. more this year. Not coming off of injury, coming off a of bye instead. Wide receiver. Alan Lazard against the Commanders. Brandon Ayuk against the Chiefs. Uh, I'll go Lazard. We talked earlier about how he's probably going to have a good game, and Ayuk's coming off such a big game, I just don't see him doing it again. Which, even if he didn't do it again, he could still have a good week. But it's the first one I'm going against you. I'm taking Ayuk. Ayuk. Okay. I'm taking the game script here. I yeah. think the Packers are ahead. That's a good point. And I think that Ayuk and the Niners are behind. But it's neg- you can start either one. Yeah. You know, as a flex or wide receiver yeah, two. I Debo bi-week. has a better week. He didn't do much last week for me. Yeah, he probably will. Actually, he's coming up here in a minute. Glad you brought that up. Next, though, before we get there, a little tease right there. Okay. Sticking with the same game, Juju against the 49ers. Or if he plays Rashad Bateman against the Browns. Hmm, that's a tough one. Is Rashad supposed to play? I That I don't know. I don't, okay. I mean... <clears throat> Lamar's given one receiver per game a really good game. Yeah. Uh, Duvernay, it seems to be. Yeah, Duvernay recently. mostly, but Bateman early in the season. Uh, I don't know. Give me Juju. I'll take him, too. I'll take Juju, too. Okay, DFS, different positions, but similar salaries. You can probably only play one of these guys on your build. DFS, Debo okay. against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey against the 49ers. Same game. That's a tough one right there. Because, I mean... Travis Kelsey will probably get more targets. Debo is kind of the gadget guy that does all kinds of weird stuff. He runs. Um, They're both kind of the goal line guys, too. Yeah, right. And But I, I'm with you. I mean, Travis didn't get a touchdown last week. It's probably coming this week. Yeah. Well, how often does he go two weeks without scoring a touchdown? Yeah, uh, yeah give me Travis by a nose. Me, too. Okay. Okay, we're only, only disagreeing on once. And then last one, favorite streaming defense. You, you have three options. Titans, right? As one. Titans are one. You can take the Titans against the Colts at home. Okay. You could take Cincinnati at home against the Falcons. Okay. Or you can have the Jets at either Russ or Rippon. Uh I mean, it's it's like easy button to fade Matt Ryan, but he didn't throw any picks last week. He's on, due. He's due, he's dude. He's due, man. <laughs> Which I mean, you know we talk about what the do actually means anything or yeah. like it was Does just the six a, and all the Falcons against the spread mean they're gonna keep doing it or they're due not to cover it. You can look ha- at it either way. That man's hands are made out of like grease, lard butter something i don't know that i mean it's, the fact that he didn't make any turnovers is probably or get sacked they, right well that's insane yeah i mean it's he's com- a statue it, it's coming i don't know how he made it all through that game but it, it's coming i'll take the titans also okay i picked him up on an elite that you and i ran also because nice. my my eagles are on a buy i actually kept the eagles normally i did cut i normally i never keep two defenses every but, once in a while like if you've got like the best kicker or something too yeah. like you'll have to do it but yeah yeah yep 
Okay, um, and our college football threesome. We got three things left. Our college football threesome. I went three and zero last week. By the way, yeah, baby, I went two and one. The one that I lost was against David, where we picked opposite. I will say, got them. It was the uh, the Jayhawks at nine and a half. They ended up losing by ten. That's what the line was when the game started. So when we talked, it was nine and a half. I lost. Uh, but if you put money in it right before, you probably got the push. Yeah, and also. Um, I think uh, we're doing really damn good on these college football threesomes. For the year, we're both three games over 500. We've all, each of us have only had one week of the seven where we lost two of three. None of us have lost all three ever the whole year. That's and true, uh, yeah. so we've been really steady at this, man. We've been really good at this. So um, I will start. I'm going to try to stay hot here. I'm going to bet you have this first game. As one of yours. Tell yeah, me if you there do. There just seem like some ones this week that were like the ones. So I feel like now we don't. Some... Just, just so y'all know, we do not discuss this part of the show before. We talk right, a little yeah. bit about the NFL. You know, we're passionate about NFL, so that's what we yeah we talk, talk about during the week. But yeah, no, this is just kind of on our own. It's we fun. have not talked about this yet. So is, uh, I'm gonna guess you have the same team, Kansas plus seven and a half. Uh, they're currently nine and a half. It's at the what? Yep, and I have it. Yes, of course I do. Okay. So we both got this Kansas plus nine and a half at Baylor. Again, I think there's a 40% chance Kansas wins the game outright. Baylor's right. sitting at three and three. They've lost a couple games in a row. Um, Jalen, you know, Daniel's obviously not going to play, but he is practicing limited again. But Jason Bean looked really good. I mean, they put up freaking what, four over 40 points last week. Um, so nine and a half points at Baylor. Yeah. Give me the freaking Jayhawks. I, I think that's a fantastic bet. Um, second. Um, I've got another underdog, actually. This game will probably end up with this team favorite or a picket, I think. I've got Purdue plus two and a half. Do you have this one? I do not. Okay, Purdue plus two and a half at Wisconsin. Um, this Purdue team can really score. They're on a four-game winning streak right now. They've got an NFL quarterback there. Um, I have no idea how they're not ranked at five and two with a four-game winning streak. They just come off wins at Minnesota, at Maryland, and beat Nebraska at home. And their only losses this year are against top 15 teams. They lost by three points and four points against Syracuse and Penn State, respectively. So their two losses have been against top 15 teams by less than a touchdown. They're five and two, four-game winning streak. They score. Wisconsin's got the interim coach not having a great year. Give me Purdue to win this game outright. Um, feel yeah, free big, to take them on the money line. Um, you can take them. Pl- I, you know what? I'll change my plus two and a half to money line. We'll okay. take Purdue on the money line officially. And then my last game, it's a primetime game. Do you have Penn State? Uh, I have I have my my alternate. I wrote down four because there's four I liked. Okay, so they're got, not my one, but yeah, no, they're on here. Minus okay, well I'll take half. them. Then you can give us three, two different cool. ones. Yeah. So Penn State number sixteen in a bounce back spot. They're uh, three and a half point favorites against Minnesota. Um, they got smoked last week at Michigan, but everybody gets smoked at Michigan. They're in a get right spot. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, also look at you know Minnesota is lost against Purdue and Illinois in back-to-back weeks. They're kind of right. reeling. Yeah. So yeah, I like Penn State by three and a half. So for me, the college football threesome: Penn State, Purdue on the money line, Kansas on the points. I like it. Yeah, and as we mentioned, I got the Kansas one too. Uh, it's a plus nine and a half now, so even better value. Get that in. Uh, <clears throat> my second one is uh, number fourteen Syracuse plus thirteen and a half at Clemson. Uh, yeah, I thought about that too. I, I mean, Clemson's uh, won a lot of close games this year, and they're good. Syrac- Syracuse has played really well. They're both top fifteen teams, but I, I just it's just too many points. I see them winning by a touchdown, maybe ten. That does seem. I, a I don't think high. I don't think Clemson loses this game, but I think Syracuse covers. Yeah, I could see that. 
So they have. I mean, they. I mean, even they won Florida. Syracuse beat NC State last week. They beat uh, Purdue, as you mentioned. Yeah. So I mean, they've got good wins. Yeah. I, I don't think they beat Clemson, like I said, but they'll cover. I think. I mean, even even Florida State ended up keeping that game within a touchdown as well. So right. Yeah. That's it made us sweat a little bit. We got some money off of that one. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and then my last one, I've got Oklahoma State. Pl- so th- I got all underdogs this week. Oklahoma State plus six and a half at home versus Texas. And I, I know Texas has been rolling. I know Oklahoma State lost to TCU last week, but they probably shouldn't have. As we mentioned, they were up big the whole game. I like they, this one. They kind of blew it away. Um, and that was at TCU. They're back. Uh, and so, you know, they're playing at Texas. That's no difference. Just and, to clarify, by the way, to support your pick even more, yeah. I don't know if I'd say Texas is rolling. I mean, they, they got lucky to win that Iowa State game last week. Yeah, they were, I guess they're coming off the big win at uh, Oklahoma. And yeah, they won but if, they, don't, but if yeah. they were a, what, a third, it was a seven, no, 17-point favorite at home against Iowa State, and Iowa State had the ball down three with like a minute and a half left, and they were in their territory just driving the ball and then had, running for a first down and fumbled. And Texas recovered. I think Texas would have lost that game. So, to support your pick, I like that Oklahoma State game. That's solid. That's, that's my favorite pick that you've said. Thank you. Yeah, and that's I do have that mentioned. That Texas played a close one with Iowa State, and they only won by three, and that was at home. So, as a seventeen point favorite, yeah, too. So, so yeah, big fan of that one. I, like I said, I, Oklahoma State looks good. They've lost one game as to TCU. They probably shouldn't have. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I like that. I'm going to ride Oklahoma State with you. Actually, Thank you. I'm going to ride Oklahoma State. We're going to both ride Purdue Kansas. Okay, Oklahoma State, Kansas, and Purdue is our combined. College football threesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so last two things here, Sportsbook 101 and then the lock of the week. So I'll let you kind of help me out this one as well in the Sportsbook 101. I want to talk about correlation in same-game parlays a little bit. We've talked about this some, but we really like these same-game parlays on FanDuel Sportsbook. And the way I want you to build your same-game parlays is how you see the game going. What's the game script? And typically, Killian, I'll say in my same game parlays, I like to put a money line winner or pick a team on the spread because I base my entire parlay on on the game script. So, like for example, like even tonight, for example, let's say you were doing one tonight. Um, open, are you on FanDuel right now? Yep. Open up tonight the uh, the props for the uh, Saints and the uh, Cardinals tonight. So, like in my head, here's what I see happening. I see, let's build it here. I, I think the, I like the Cardinals minus two and a half. Put that mm-hmm. in. Okay. I like Alvin Kamara anytime touchdown. I like DeAndre Hopkins anytime touchdown. Over receiving yards, give me Alvin Kamara. Because I think the Saints are trailing in this game. I think, so I like the two studs there getting touchdowns. I like the Cardinals to win the game, but I think they're, they're, they're trailing. So I like Kamara over on receiving yards and if receptions pop up here. So in my head, that's kind of my, the game script. What is that currently at? What odds? So Kamara's uh, line is at 35 and a half, but the parlay's odds are at thir- plus 1302. There you go. 13 to 1, right there. Because I, 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 you know, I see the Cardinals winning. I see them winning from Hopkins having a good game. And I see Kamara as they're chasing, as their main guy on dump off on the receiving yards and getting in a touchdown. I mean, that's, I don't think it's that far-fetched of a parlay. So that's how I like to build same-game parlays. What would you add? I mean, do you do, you do that yourself, Killian? When you, do you look at game scripts in your own head and, and then kind of build a parlay, like maybe pick a team? Like, you think, like, you know, a, a different game could be like, you know, like that, that let's pretend we were doing, we don't have to do it, but let's pretend we were doing like the Colts and the Titans game. Like, we both think the Titans cover the two and a half, so we take the Titans two and a half. We, of course, if that happens, probably Derrick Henry scores a touchdown. Right. So we take Derrick Henry over rushing and a and touchdown, and then we take a receiver or quarterback on the other side because they're chasing. Maybe you take a Michael Pittman over or somebody that you think is, a, is an extreme value that has low receptions or, re, or receiving yards. Like, is that how you kind of do them when you build a same game parlay? Yeah, 100%. I mean, 
the whole thing with parlays is it's several things have to happen to get your money. So anyway, we can increase the odds by making it things that are more likely to happen, like in combination with each other, you're getting a better value there. So yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head. Um, pick the way that you think the game's going to go. If you think one team's going to pass a lot, uh, pick you know passing, rushing, or passing or receiving yards for that team. If you think one team's going to get shut down on defense, maybe don't touch them as much. Uh, or hit a sack uh, prop but yeah uh, just yeah go with what you think the game's gonna do uh, usually serves you right okay there you go that's the sportsbook 101 and it, it means it's time for something else right now Killian oh boy the lock of the week baby let's make you some money on FanDuel with Davo's lock of the week my friend JT once said haters gonna say it's fake so real that's what i'm talking about 33 wins 18 losses on the lock of the week that is established and proven that record right here on the kc press box with davo and killian white find us wherever you listen to podcasts we did take a loss though last week our first one since week one so the haters were out in full force but i got one thing to say baby the money train is back with your week seven lock of the week in the nfl no let's change that let's be exact in san francisco they have street cars and rice aroni we're going to be eating some rice aroni on the streetcar heading to the most swank club in San Francisco because we're laying the Chiefs minus two and a half. How is this game only two and a half? It's the lock of the week. My favorite game in the last month will continue to stay hot. The money train is open, baby. Hop on it in honor of Bob Saget. We miss you, man. San Francisco Full House will always think of you, but this week it's the Chiefs coming in minus two and a half. Let's go! I like it, yeah. That, as we mentioned, we've been talking about that one all week. <laughs> Dude, how'd you like the Bob Saget? I miss that guy, man. Full yeah, house. R.I.P., man. R.I.P. to Bob Saget. This one's in honor but, of him. But I think even Bob would agree this is a good week for the Chiefs. Bob knows football, Bob man. Knows. Bob knows football. All right, well, thanks so much for having us on. It's the KC Press Box. Go ahead real quick and give our promo code one more time here. That's right. That is code BOX, B-O-X, for your first bet, uh, no sweat. You get up to $1,000 back depending on how much you bet if that first bet doesn't hit. Just be in the state of Kansas or Iowa, wherever you're legal. Type in that word box and sign up and ride with us. Let's make some money. Killian, have a great week. We are out. Powered by FanDuel, it's the KC Press Box with Davo and Killian White.